Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the health condition workshop here for COPD, emphysema, and other respiratory issues. And as usual, we're going to have a little bit of technical difficulties, but it's okay because we'll do just fine. So let me get all the speakers on here. We just have Bev. Hi, my name is Paul. Hi, hi, Paul. <laughs> and that's hi, I'm Bev. And uh, if you're here with us, uh, you can just see her name, Catherine. We know her, her name is Kathy Teak. And uh, we're going to do we're going to do a little podcast tonight instead of a video. We'll have her name up there with a little bit of uh, her uh, lung association thing. Uh, so uh, if you're watching us, uh, you can get ready for the, how we're, we're going to do the sets after Catherine gives us a nice little presentation. Hi, Catherine. Kathy. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was been fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so leave for, it to those updates and downloads. Oh too. yeah, it'll always kill you at the last minute. I I always just go, no, I don't want to update. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought, so, yep, sure, update will be great. It'll make it work even better. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if if you're interested in uh, hanging around after Kathy gives us her little 20, 25 minute presentation, and you want to learn the points. Uh, you can already start downloading the workbook on COPD and other respiratory issues. And you go to justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And you can download the PDF version of the workbook that Bev's going to take us through. We're going to teach the points. But right now, uh, Kathy, we're just going to let you talk and we'll put you up on the screen with just uh, your name. So take it away. <laughs> Sounds good. I kind of like the icon. It's very, it's very becoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate everyone's time. And again, I apologize that uh, I couldn't get my camera to work. But um, I, I'm, I'm a respiratory therapist. I'm retired. I was in the field for over 20 years. And um, basically, I got to have an early retirement for many fun reasons. And so I may be a little bit dusty, but the education and the, and the physics never change. <laughs> so um, what I was going to do is I was just going to kind of start off with a little bit of an overview that I used to give my patients um, when just talking about lungs in general, kind of the basics that most people don't even think about. And the first part is if you think about a tree and you turn the tree upside down, that's what our lungs look like. Our lungs take 17 branches to get from the top airway, which is up at our mouth and our nose, all the way down to the little sacs of what we call grapes or alveoli, where all the gas goes in and out. The thing is, for most people, whether it's asthma, emphysema, chronic bronchitis, those are the three things that are kind of looped together for COPD, which is called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Those people have um, different conditions that kind of, kind of impact their airways and their breathing. And um, basically, even though all three are compared or kind of looped together, they're very different. So I'm sure you've seen commercials and things like that with people with asthma. And their airways, they talk about bronchoconstriction and you see them with their inhalers and things like that. And people think, you know, it's just a 
you know, take an inhaler and you can breathe better. When actually it's a real lock and key kind of thing. Um, that inhaler relaxes muscles that are around your airways. So if you've ever had a Charlie horse in the middle of the night where you get up and you're kind of like, ow, 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 ow. Well, our airways do the same thing and they'll clamp down and they'll get real tight and they'll squeeze the airway. The other thing that they'll do is they'll swell inside. So if you've ever hurt your ankle or hurt your knee and all of a sudden it's like three times bigger, you never feel it swelling. You just feel it when it hurts. But our airways do that too. And so when someone has am, uh, asthma or emphysema or chronic bronchitis, they've got a couple of things going. They've got that tube, that airway that they're breathing through that's normally maybe about the width of their small finger. And first it swells up. So it's not like drinking from a McDonald's straw. It's like drinking out of a coffee straw. And then you get the little squeezing around it, which makes it even tighter. So do a little thing for me and you can, this will help you sympathize with somebody who has asthma or emphysema. Take a full breath in. Now only let out half of it. Now take another breath in and only let out half of that. You should be about three quarters full. Take another breath in and only let out a puff of that. Now breathe really hard up at that level. That's what it's like for somebody who has asthma or emphysema. <laughs> and the problem is it isn't getting air in, it's getting air out. Yeah. And so those medications are very helpful to get the air out. And somebody could have chronic bronchitis. They could have been little and got exposed to bronchitis when they were younger and continued to have bronchitis every year as they grew up. And that does the same kind of damage to their airways that the asthma and emphysema does. The big difference is as you get older, emphysema kind of kicks in and we call it barrel chested. Your chest is always expanded with all that air and you kind of get that big broad chest. You see people that look like they have literally a barrel chest. It kind of rounded in the front, rounded in the back. And that's because they just never could get all the air out. And so the big thing about these, um, you know, these three things that kind of come together is what triggers it and when does it trigger it and why does it trigger it and how do we take care of it when we trigger? And so we all know that smoking and being around smoke or vaping or anything like that, even at a fire pit, can trigger any of these things to make those airways get sensitive and start making mucus and start getting swollen and even get that cramp that I was talking about, that bronchoconstriction. And so the most important thing for people that have this is obviously you, you, you take your medication regimen and your, your plan of care with your doctor seriously and you follow it even when you feel good because you never feel the swelling coming on, but you feel it once it hits. And so the other thing that's really important is to prevent triggers. And there can be a lot of things that trigger your respiratory condition. Even if you have flu um, and you have pneumonia. Um, if you've ever tried to juggle a ball, I don't know, Bev, are you a juggler? <laughs> Maybe Paul is with all his activities, but. <laughs> Actually, I can juggle. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So here's my here's my analogy. <laughs> if you if if you 
if you are a juggler or if you're not, you can throw up one ball from one hand to the other. It's no big deal. You add in another ball, it gets a little more challenging. By the time you add in your third one, though, you're kind of going, okay, this is, this is getting almost impossible. But if you were to add in a fourth, more than likely, unless you are really, really good, like Paul, you may drop all of your balls. <laughs> <laughs> And so we look at we look at the respiratory system the same way. So if you let's say you had emphysema or COPD or any of those things and it was allergy season, there's one ball. And let's say you get winded going, you know, to, to the mailbox without your oxygen or just in general. That's a second ball. Let's say you hurt your back and you now have a lot of pain. That's actually another ball. And then let's say you haven't slept for four days. That's another ball. And so what we try to teach them is try not to ever let yourself get past two balls. <laughs> and so that's easier said than done. But, you know, um, you can try to avoid smoke. You could try to avoid dust and allergens. You could try to avoid chemicals. But most of us can't avoid stress. Most of us can't avoid pain. Most of us have difficulty sleeping because of something that hurts us, ails us, or, you know, if you have emphysema and or asthma or chronic bronchitis or COPD, it's hard to sleep at night. A lot of them, it's really common to be up at night and they actually do what we call tripoding, where you kind of like are leaning over something hunched over, you know, like if you if you ever saw a basketball player or a football player kind of bending over and their like hands are on their knees and they're just kind of like, you know, blowing real hard. That's what we call tripoding. And a lot of the times at night, our hormones change and it makes it even harder to breathe. So even if you didn't have dust or smoke, just having it be nighttime and having your hormones change, mm. having it hard to breathe, you've already got two balls. So most people, are always sitting right on the edge of three to four balls. And so you can have your medications in that are doing the maintenance and your rescue inhalers that help you. But I, one of the reasons why I was more than happy to do this for, uh, tonight was to remind people that taking care of total body is essential. So if you're Let's say if you're in a lot of pain, your hormones will react to your pain. If you're not sleeping, your hormones will react to the lack of sleep. And anytime you have a hormonal change in your body, it can affect and can impact your breathing. And our lungs directly relate to hormones and stress and things like that. It's part of the, the you know, we have the nervous system that tells us either to rest or to panic. <laughs> And so when you can't breathe, the first thing that happens is you panic mm -hmm. and it becomes a vicious cycle. And so, you know, we encourage people that have COPD and other respiratory conditions, but especially COPD to work with like the lung association or what they call better breather clubs to do what they call pulmonary rehab or learn techniques to help minimize those triggers. 
But um, if there's, I always told my patients, anything that you can do to alleviate things that you can control, like I said, like pain, stress, sleep, hormones, it's going to always help to take away one of your balls. And obviously, you know, if you can take away dust, smoke, allergens, stay healthy, take your vitamins, eat healthy, that's great. (laughs) So that's kind of the lowdown on it. But I want to give the opportunity to ask questions or things like that. So let me see if there's anybody out there. Anybody got a question that's watching us here? So um, is, is there really... Let me just ask one. Is there really that big of a difference? You know, we the title of the class was COPD, emphysema. Are there big differences in that? Um, or are they all just respiratory illnesses? So if you took a circle, one big circle, and you overlap two other circles on it, okay, like one to the left, one to the right, they're all overlapped because they are affected by the airways. Um, asthma, you know, is very much an airway problem, especially with that muscle contraction, that smooth muscle that I talked about, like the Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. Emphysema becomes a lot more of the long-term effects, um, the barrel chest, that air trapping that I was talking about where you felt like your chest was full and never could get anything out. So asthma kind of is like more of acute on and off problems, but emphysema is more like always on problems. Mm-hmm. And there, um, there are more often people that, you know, it's not always the case, but more often the situation is because they had, um, a significant history of smoking or being around smoke. And so, you know, they're, they're a little, we kind of call them the pink puffers because they're real skinny. They have a real big barrel chest and they're always pink and they're puffing. Hmm. The chronic bronchitis is the people that have damage to the bronchioles, the airways. And those guys are more of the ones that almost feels kind of like, you know, that barky rough cough that you hear. Right. And that damages the airways over time. And it does a similar effect where it's an obstructive problem in your airways like the other two. But those look more like our blue bloaters. They're kind of purpley blue. You'll see where their lips look kind of blue or their nail tips look a little blue. And they're a little bit bigger. And they're, we call them blue bloaters because they have problems with circulation, things like that, a little more obvious that way but theirs was because they had that rough infection bronchitis that just kept coming back and coming back and creating damage and it still obstructs their airways Hmm. so we do have a question here's uh uh, can asthma lead to emphysema yes so if well, here's the here's the here's the challenging part. So let's say um, you're a child and you have childhood asthma. A lot of children, when their body changes into you know like their teens and twenties, some of that population will outgrow it. Others will continue to go on, and if they do not, um, if it's poorly managed or they have a secondary problem, 
or like I said, with the smoke or the environmental problems like chemicals or, you know, things like that, um, it can lead to emphysema. Hmm. And yes, there are people with emphysema that have asthma as well, where they have the acute reaction in their airways. Hmm. And uh, another question came up, says, can you, uh, can you tell if you are having asthma or a panic attack since you talked about you, that stress part of it? So this is the, this is the really hard part and the sad part. Okay. So I, myself, I have a, an adrenal tumor and it causes me to have adrenaline like 10 times the amount that a person's supposed to have. And when it sends out adrenaline, it causes anxiety and panic like crazy. I feel like I'm about to like have to rip through a wall. Like I'm, I'm underwater. Like I'm going to suffocate. That's a different feeling than asthma. Asthma. You can kind of feel it starting. You can feel yourself getting a little crampy in your chest. You also feel a little confused and dazed or, you know, um, if you kind of like just keep spacing out and next thing you know, it's like, Ooh, I'm just really wiped out. It usually comes before that. And then the panic comes after that. Hmm. So if panic comes first, it's more likely a panic attack. If panic comes second, it's more likely an asthma attack. Interesting. So, so let me ask you this. So one of the things we have in our lungs set is an oxygen point for, to raise the O2 levels. Is that an issue? O2 levels in in all these, like asthma, emphysema, COPD? Well, inter interesting that you brought it up. So COPD has a general tendency to have a little bit lower oxygen levels chronically. So long-term, they're like, let's say you had someone who didn't have emphysema who was, let's say, 60 years old, and his SATs were like 95 every day. The same looking guy who has emphysema, his sets might be 89. And they look the same, they act the same, they feel the same, everything. Um, people that have COPD, there is a group in that that may have oxygen sensitivity. So if you turn up the oxygen too much, because they're always chronically low, it'll tell the sensor that's in their heart and their brain to slow down, they have too much oxygen and you can actually negatively impact them where they will slow down or stop breathing. Hmm. So COPD is a very fine line. You never want to adjust people's oxygen unless you're, you know, trained in it because they can have a lot of sensitivity. Hmm. Whereas like if you didn't have it and somebody increased your oxygen, you might feel a little bit better for a little bit, but it won't make you sleepy. <laughs> Interesting. All hmm. right. Once again, I get too much information here. <laughs> but well, the one thing I did want to emphasize, and like I said, this was part of the reason why I was happy to do this and uh, volunteered. And again, apologize that I couldn't put my face up there to give somebody, you know, the chance to kind of make that connection. I know that you guys work really hard to help people manage a lot of their pain help them with their stress and help them with their anxiety and things like that. And, you know, I always told my patients, anytime you can do that, 
it's not going to hurt. It's always going to help. It's not to replace anything, but it's definitely going to help remove one of those balls. Mm. And, and that was a good way to look at it. I really liked your uh, exercise of uh, breathe, get rid of half, breathe again. I mean, it, it really, uh, uh, that was stressful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> imagine imagine exactly. trying to walk to the mailbox like that. You would just be about ready to just pass out. And that's why you always hear them puffing. Yeah. Right. That, that was good. That was good. Well, that that's uh, that was a wonderful talk. So for all of you out there too, uh, that little she's uh, gave us the uh, the photo with the Lung Association and NIH on COPD. I hope you wrote all those down if you could see those. Uh, Catherine, that was uh, I keep saying Catherine. I don't know Kathy. Kathy. It says Catherine there. So. <laughs> We uh, appreciate that, and we appreciate we your um, your help uh, to inspire people to take care of preventative work, too. Yeah. Uh, That's exactly uh, it. Yeah, along with working with your medical care practitioner right. and your respiratory therapist. It's too bad you had to retire. We, You probably were one of the finer respiratory therapists out there. <laughs> yeah. um, so. You're just too sweet. No, I, I, I still love it, but yeah, no, I... I uh, unfortunately couldn't keep up even with the pink puffers or any of the COPD ears, so right. <laughs> it would be pushing my wheelchair. Okay. <laughs> well, Kathy, we, we appreciate you coming on, even with our little technical difficulties. I think it went really well, and uh, we hope to be in touch with you again soon. So stick around, folks, because we are going to now teach you how to do some of the points here. So. Thanks, All right. Thank you. See you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So as soon as we have Kathy off of here, we'll go to the two of us. There you are, just Bev and Paul. Bev and Paul. Once again, wow. great information. That little exercise You was, know, that's that very was interesting awesome. because <laughs> by the time I was taking the third one, I was starting to feel anxious. Yeah, right, exactly. Right? And I'm thinking, whoa, I'm that would be that would be really terrible to I mean so many people yeah, experience I, that you know Jeez. and so once again I that think this, we're going to teach people how to do BioTouch BioTouch definitely hits the stress level and the hormone levels those two things I she know. talked about I'm like what I the know. heck <laughs> that's you know? what I was I wrote that one down. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and, and the thing that's interesting is we're not just giving you, you know, testimonial stuff that that's the research showed that with Kenneth Stevenson, who tested those things, the hormone levels, the stress levels, uh, the, the cord, uh, nighttime uh, cortisol, cortisol levels, you know, that get a better sleep, all those things, you know, for anybody that has these respiratory illnesses, Kathy's telling us that it's going to help. It's not going to maybe take over what you're doing with your medical practice, but it's going to help you in the long run. So let's just teach people how to do it. Um, let me figure out where that is here. I think it's the health condition sets. There it is. You're on by yourself. And um, okay. again, again, you can pull up the uh, website, uh, the book, if you want. JustTouch.com forward slash workbook. And Bev is going to take us through the workbook, and we're going to share how to do this. Okay, so um, let's take a look at our workbook. The front 
the front uh, cover page is always about the uh, condition. And our, uh, uh, our scribe, Paula Taylor, um, she always writes a really great overview of our conditions for our workbooks. So um, this just gives you an overall um, information about the condition. In this case, it's COPD, emphysema. So do take some time to read that because there's a lot of great information on that front page. So let's move. We're going to go to that page six. And we're, it's time for those of you who have never um, been with us or do not know much about BioTouch, this is going to be a, a quick little introduction for you. Um, so what is BioTouch? And as you can see, we have kind of wrapped it up a little bit in these four bullets, but it's, it's uh, very, um, covers a lot of information. So let me just start out by saying that BioTouch is a light, um, hands-on healing technique using the first two fingers of the hand, both of them, and you touch very lightly on specific points. So BioTouch is a whole technique, a system of, uh, of touch, um, and it can address every uh, condition or dis-ease the body can, can really manifest. So it's, a, it's an amazing technique. Um, that works with everything as we'll, we'll be talking about. So let's just begin uh, the first bullet. It's easy to learn. And yes, children have even become certified. That's, that's pretty easy when you, when you can say that. Um, and I always like to say that it, the reason is because BioTouch is so pure and simple that it, when we, when we uh, practice it with somebody else, we, we really have an opportunity to be childlike because as you're gonna find out, there's nothing going on, but just being present. And that children are so good about doing that. So we, we get to really uh, have an opportunity to be childlike when we practice BioTouch. So it's very effective and um, children, this is part of our, our whole grassroots movement. Get this into the, the homes so that these children and their generations can start to use BioTouch, um, not just with their families, but oh my goodness, with their friends and their teacher and everybody. It's, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity. So let's go to the next bullet. BioTouch is a complement to any healthcare program. And as we heard Kathy um, talk tonight about uh, some of these conditions and, and you know, how you can effectively treat them, BioTouch only enhances everything that it's used with. So it doesn't matter if you're under a doctor's care, if you're working with a specific diet, you're taking specific uh, prescriptions, you're doing other healing modalities, BioTouch is not just complementary, it is integrative. That's, that's the word that we're starting to use. And the other word is holistic. Because what we know now is that when you touch lightly, lovingly on the body, it stimulates uh, the body to become what it is, its own healer. And so um, 
from that. Uh, if you read anything about us, you will know that we really encourage what we call self-awareness that happens not just it it happens when you touch the body and then all those other parts of ourselves begin to react to that to that loving touch so it is an amazing uh technique that everybody and here we are the next bullet everybody can be effective with biotouch everybody can learn it i don't care if you're a child or 80 years old Everybody can learn it, everybody can use it, and everybody is effective. We make that statement. It's true. It's we we know this for a fact. There's no levels of ability with biotouch. This is meant for everybody to have. And so, you know, we really always ask, help us to get this out there. It's for all of us. So everybody is effective the first time. And, and I have to say that, you know, I don't know another technique that um, I can do uh, like the next set on and show somebody in like uh, one minute how to do it on me and be effective for me. So this is that relationship of healing that BioTouch is bringing to all of us. So you don't have to have a talent. You don't know, have to know about anatomy. Uh, BioTouch's language is very specific to those parts of the body and in a language that's very easy to understand and to use. You can tell somebody how to, how to uh, reach the specific points over a telephone. It's amazing. So um, let's move on to the last one. It requires no special preparation, no state of mind. You will never hear anybody in this foundation give you a belief system, a philosophy. Uh, we do not prepare ourselves before we uh, pra uh, practice biotouch with anybody. It's just allowing us to be with another person. There's no belief systems here. Well, maybe there is. We believe that every single human being has a birthright to be healthy, happy, and loved. That's about the only thing we believe. <laughs> and so, these are the, the basics about biotouch. Of course, there's you know, a lot more in the history and a lot of um, interesting, great information. But just for tonight, this is uh, we wanted to touch on these four basic points uh, to just kind of introduce you if you're not familiar with biotouch. So let's begin to um, talk about how to practice. So the very first thing that we want to do before we um, practice BioTouch is to wash our hands. And then, as I said, BioTouch, the definition is one person touching another person lightly on the skin. Two people. BioTouch is here to say, oh, no, 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 you don't do this on your own. It takes you to come into a relationship, a loving relationship with another human being. We use the first two fingers of each hand. Touch lightly on the skin, like a butterfly touch is what it's called, is what we say. And then you just hold each point six to eight seconds. And that's it. You can practice BioTouch anywhere, anytime with anyone. That's a fact fact. <laughs> so um, let us go. So we, if you'll notice on the next page, there is um, page called the terms. 
these terms, uh, we won't go into them, but they are uh, a language that, that if, if you're studying and you are learning uh, the technique, this helps you to understand how you apply biotouch in these uh, specific ways. So uh, that usually happens with the class. So let's, let's begin. Let's begin to uh, learn the sets of points that you can use to help somebody with COPD, emphysema, any respiratory condition. So we have what we call the greeting. This is a must before you do anything else. This is this amazing, um, it puts the person that is performing BioTouch, we call that, that person the associate, and the recipient, the one that is receiving BioTouch. This opens a door, we call the greeting a key. It unlocks the body and prepares it to receive all of that loving touch that BioTouch um, is here to give us. So we always begin with the greeting before you do anything else. And it really sets up this harmony. It opens the body up. And so let's, uh, let's have Paul uh, go to the video and you can actually watch somebody doing the greeting. So uh, before we do that too, let's share with people, if you get the workbook or the manual, uh, on one page is a drawing that has the points that we're gonna show you how to do. And if you go to the second page in each of those sets, it'll have a, a picture and it'll have exactly defining where the points are in the same way that you're going to see that video. And on each of these pages, you can see there, there's a link to the video that we're going to watch now. So it's very easy, even after this evening, uh, to do this on your own. Yes. Thank you for reminding us about that. The greeting is always performed at the beginning of each session. It's the only set that uses one hand and the only set that indicates which hand to use. The greeting is performed with the dominant hand. If you are right-handed, use your right hand. If you are left-handed, use your left hand. The greeting is made by touching at point one, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone or sternum. Hold this, Hold this point, point for six, six to, eight to eight seconds. seconds. Then with the same two fingers, touch point two on the back. To find point two, look for the big bone at the base of the neck. From here, move one to one and a half inches to the left. This is point two. Hold this point for six to eight seconds. More than one associate may work with a recipient provided that all of the associates perform the greeting. If the associate or the recipient leaves the session, or if someone who hasn't done the greeting touches either the recipient or the associate, the greeting must be re-established. Then, then the session, the session may, may proceed, proceed from, from where, where it was, was interrupted. interrupted. Okay, so that's the We've done the greeting and now um, we usually put these workbooks uh, together with the sets of points that we feel are um, sequential. So of course, if somebody is having, experiencing any condition uh, in the respiratory, the lungs, you want, we want to do the lung set and that's a great place to start. 
Um, let me just say that BioTouch is area specific, not symptom. And so anything that can, that can arise in the respiratory lung area of the body is going to be uh, uh, addressed by the lung set. So especially if somebody has COPD and asthma or and anything else, everything that's going on in that area is going to be um, addressed. So um, anything you want to say about the lung set, Paul, before we... Uh, no, we'll just go ahead and show it. Okay. The lung set may be used to address any conditions affecting the lungs. The lung set has three steps. To begin step one, hold at X, which is in the notch at the top of the breastbone. With the other hand, touch points one through six. Point one is on the rib cage where the ribs begin to curve to the side and are not quite at the bottom of the ribs. Point two is on the rib cage where the ribs begin to curve to the side and are even with the bottom of the breast. The location of point two may vary according to the size of the breasts and the accessibility of the area. Point three is even with the top of the armpit and about two to three inches toward the center of the chest. Point four is the same as point one on the opposite side of the body, on the rib cage where the ribs begin to curve to the side and are not quite at the bottom of the ribs. Point five is the same as point two on the other side of the body, on the rib cage where the ribs begin to curve to the side and are even with the bottom of the breast. And point six is the same as point three on the other side, even with the top of the armpit and about two to three inches in toward the center of the chest. As with any set, the recipient may choose to either sit up or lie down. Step two is performed with the hands in the butterfly position. Without touching the hands together, bring the thumbs close together at the breastbone and with the entire surface of each hand, wrap around and encase the ribs covering points one and four, then points two and five, and finally place the fingertips underneath the armpits and again wrap the hands around the rib cage covering points three and six. For step three, use the first two fingers of each hand and touch in matching fire at points one and four, then two and five, and three and six. This completes the lung set. The oxygen control point can be used to enhance the body's assimilation of oxygen from the atmosphere. This set of points may be used along with the lung set or can be used by itself. To perform this set, hold at greeting point one. With the other hand, touch the oxygen control point which is in the triangle formed by the side of the neck, the collarbone, and the top of the shoulder muscle.
This point is only on the left side of the body, and it may be touched repeatedly. Okay. So we have the, the lung set and the oxygen control point. So I, I liked uh, that her answer about some people you want a higher O2 level, some you don't want to mess with it. And I know. What I always like about BioTouch is you don't have to worry about it. You, you, you're not forcing the body to take in more O2. Well, it, it, you know what it is? It's like you're offering it to the body and the body says, no, I don't need it. Right. <laughs> right. You know? So that that's what was nice about her answer. And, yeah. and the, there's no fear in giving the body something it doesn't need and can't use. So BioTouch, you, I've never heard of anybody, any contraindication with uh, BioTouch at all. Oh, so. right. Me neither. No. Perfect. Okay, so the next step that um, we recommend you use is called the metabolism set. And when when um, when Kathy was talking about you know total body care and the hormones, yeah. I I thought about the metabolism set. So this is uh, basically helps the body to bring itself back into. Uh, a balance because it, it helps it to get rid of and to, uh, to eliminate and then to assimilate. So um, it's a great set to use just, just for maintenance and, and just giving the body an extra um, lift. So let's go ahead and watch the video. The metabolism set can be used to help the body assimilate what it needs and eliminate what it doesn't need. The metabolism set has two steps. Step one involves touching points in matching fire along the large muscles on the front of the neck. Points one and one are located above the collarbone in the soft indentations on both sides of the notch at the top of the breastbone. Points two and two are halfway up the neck on the front of the large muscles. Points three and three are at the top of the neck on the front of the large muscles. The second step involves holding a point on the front of the body and touching points next to the spine on the back. Hold point X on the front of the body is on a line directly between where the nipples would be on a youth and is one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. Another way to find X is one-third of the way up the breastbone from greeting point one and one to two inches to the left of the breastbone. The points on the back are located next to the spine forming a rectangle around the breakover point. The breakover point is where the bottom of the rib cage joins the spine and can be found by imagining a line directly through the body from greeting point one. To perform step two Find hold point X on the front of the body and touch points 1 through 4 on the back. Point 1 is approximately 1 to 2 inches up from the breakover point on the left spine muscle. Point 2 is directly across from point 1 on the right spine muscle. Point 3 is 2 to 3 inches below the breakover point on the right spine muscle. 
point 4 is used to address blood sugar problems and is added to the other metabolism points when needed. It is located across from point 3 on the left spine muscle. Okay, metabolism, it's great. So the third, um, I guess that would be the fourth set that we recommend is um, of all things, stress and anxiety. It's interesting because I think the first thing somebody would say was, well, wait a minute, you've got a lung issue. How about why would stress and anxiety? Well, as you mentioned, when Kathy was doing that little exercise with us in the beginning, <laughs> I felt anxious and stress was beginning to be stressed. So I can just imagine if somebody is having uh, those panic feelings about not being able to take a really big breath. Oh my goodness. That the stress and anxiety set would be great. So let's go ahead and show, show them how to, how to do that. The stress set may be used to address any manifestation of physical, emotional, or mental stress, as well as anxiety and shingles. Hold it at X, which is in the fleshy area just below the bottom of the breastbone. It is the same as greeting point one. Then with the other hand, touch points one and two, which are the same points as in the heart set. These points are found by imagining a line running from the notch at the top of the breastbone to a place on the left breast where the nipple would be on a youth. Divide this imaginary line into thirds. Point one is at the top of the first third. Point two is at the top of the second third. These points may be touched repeatedly, and remember to touch each point for at least six to eight seconds. That's a, that's a good um, thing to remember that we always tell everybody, you can touch any points repeatedly if you feel like that is, is uh, necessary right. in, any, in any of the sets of points. So. Well, that's how simple that little workbook is. The last page there is all about the foundation, uh, which you can also go to our website, justtouch.com. So the workbooks are available, and we have over 50 of them, uh, different health conditions, to our members. And you can go to a membership section of the website and download all of them at any time. But again, this particular one, you have 30 days uh, until the middle of uh, July to download this particular workbook for free, and that's justtouch.com forward slash workbook. And uh, if you want to be a member, you get the entire manual. And for $18 membership, we send you the entire PDF version with links to the videos of the entire system. And then you can pick and choose which sets you need. Like Bev said, uh, it's area specific. Uh, like when my mother was in the hospital, you know, I, I would do the oxygen control point. She's in a coma. And I watched it change, you know, and uh, they didn't have to up her oxygen level. So things are noticeable immediately. And if not, as Bev was saying, too, if all it does is reduce your stress, 
<laughs> yeah. We're that much ahead of the game. <laughs> so well, you know, Kat and Kathy kind of made that point. Stress right. is a is a real issue. I mean, we lived in a very stressful, you know, all the other stuff, pollution and smoke and my goodness, we're we're stressed out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. That was a good workshop on COPD, good. emphysema, and lung issues. We want to thank uh, Kathy Teak. Yep. And uh, we want to thank our coordinator, Eileen Webster, and they just so happen to be sisters. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, thank you, Eileen. Yes. And Kathy, thank you so much. That was some great information. Yep. So uh, next month uh, our, our, uh, is eating disorders with uh, our Amy Glog. She's been on with us before. She's in the process of getting certified as BioTouch and yeah. has definitely gone through her own growth uh, and healing in relation to eating. So we are looking forward to that one. Uh, thank you, Bev. You did a great job once again. Thank you, Paul. Hey, you too. <laughs> hey, thanks. You did Appreciate a great it. job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll just call it a good evening and uh, take it care of everybody. Thank, thanks for being with us. <laughs>